Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering. One bank teller instead of the usual five. Slow, fast food lines. Simply not enough staff. Grandma's Office Catering avoided the mass exodus with the respect, appreciation, better wages, and now health insurance. That's how Grandma continues to wow. Grandma'scatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia Dean. Today is Friday, January 7th. Coming up, we'll hear a congressman from Kansas City reflect on the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol. But first, some headlines. The Kansas City Council has reinstated a mask mandate in schools. KCUR's Solisa Kolakal has more. Kansas City's new mask mandate applies to all students, staff, and visitors in Kansas City, Missouri school buildings and buses from kindergarten through 12th grade. The mandate comes as Kansas City is seeing a big increase in COVID-19 cases. In the last week, 5,000 residents tested positive for COVID, an all-time weekly high. The largest increase in COVID cases in the last month has occurred among young people, according to the Kansas City Health Department. The school masking requirement will go into effect Monday, January 9th, and will expire February 3rd. Mayor Quinton Lucas said the goal of the new mask mandate is to ensure school buildings stay open for in-person learning. As of yesterday morning, there were a record-breaking 35 patients at Children's Mercy Hospital with COVID-19. The previous record set over the summer during the Delta surge was 22 COVID patients at one time. Dr. Angela Myers, Director of Infectious Diseases at the hospital, says kids need to wear masks and get vaccinated to stay out of the hospital. Just like in adult hospitals, the kids who are being hospitalized for COVID are unvaccinated. We are not seeing vaccinated kids be hospitalized for COVID-19. Myers said Children's Mercy is also admitting about four patients per day with the flu, which is an average amount. But paired with COVID, she worries hospitals will soon become overwhelmed. Children under five are still not eligible for the COVID vaccine. Breakthrough COVID infections are adding up in Missouri as the Omicron variant becomes dominant in the state. KCUR's Alex Smith reports. In the final week of December, nearly half of new COVID cases in Missouri were among people who had been vaccinated, according to new state data. Though vaccines are much less effective at preventing Omicron infections than earlier variants, vaccines remain overwhelmingly successful at preventing serious illness and death. Only about 3.5% of fully vaccinated people have been infected, and just 0.03% of vaccinated people have died of COVID. Health experts say that getting a booster shot can significantly significantly restore immune response. Schools across Kansas can't find enough substitute teachers due to the pandemic. Suzanne Perez of the Kansas News Service reports the state could soon loosen some requirements for people who want to work as subs. Blue Valley School Board member Katie Bowers says COVID-19, coupled with a nationwide labor shortage, has left her district struggling to staff classrooms. We're having teachers quit at quarter, at semester, in the middle of the week. And we we can't fill these spots. Last month, Bowers pleaded with the Kansas Board of Education to ditch some of the requirements for substitutes. Next week, the state board will consider a plan to do that. Kansas requires even emergency subs to have at least 60 hours of coursework at an accredited college or university. State officials say they could lift that requirement temporarily, but would still require subs to pass a fingerprint and background check.
A year and a day ago, rioters breached the U.S. Capitol, forcing U.S. Representative Emanuel Cleaver and colleagues to shelter in place. On the anniversary of the insurrection, the Kansas City, Missouri congressman reflected on its effect on democracy. Here's his conversation with KCUR's Steve Kraske on Up to Date. Trump supporters have stormed the U.S. Capitol. There are violent confrontations going on. Uh, members of Congress have been told to shelter in place. Go, go! Go, go! To protect the Constitution of the United States against enemies foreign and domestic! That was the sound of violence at the U.S. Capitol one year ago today. It's a day that still lives in infamy, even though polls suggest that voters view just how violent that day was from different perspectives based on their political party. Joining us now is Missouri Congressman Emanuel Cleaver, who was still in lockdown on the evening of January 6, 2021, when we reached him. But Congressman joins us now. Congressman, welcome back. Nice to have you. Good to talk to you. I want to take you back to our conversation one year ago this evening to give our listeners a sense of what you were feeling and thinking in that hour. Let's listen. I don't think that we've, we've been in this place in the United States at least since pre-1865, the ending of the Civil War. I don't think we've been in this place before. That ought to cause almost any uh, American to tremble tonight that uh, we are in a place where, you know, the president will not condemn mob action. You know, Congressman, you were angry, you were upset, uh, lots of emotion coming through in that clip. Can you tell us a little more about what you were feeling that evening? Well, I was, I was, uh, I was feeling some fear of, at, at, at first because I had uh, two staffers in the office uh, with me. Uh, we were in lockdown. We were. Uh, told uh, not to stand in front of windows. We were told to uh, turn off any and all uh, noisy uh, communication systems, uh, and uh, that we would that the uh, sergeant at arms would be in contact with us. Uh, that lasted for about five hours before we heard anything on the outside, and we were able to get information via television and radio. Now. I was fearful at first, and then the fear turned to anger when my daughter called me, uh, and uh, I heard her voice, uh, almost uh, her crying voice, and then that just sent all kinds of, uh, of, of anger to the center of my somebodyness. I, I, uh, I think at, at that moment, I, I, I I probably could have been irrational uh, if something had happened uh, where I was involved. And uh, it, it was not one of the highlights of my life, although I will never, ever, ever, as long as I maintain my mental dexterity, uh, forget what happened uh, on January 6, uh, 2021. You felt that evening, Congressman. You told me that uh, this at the time that this was nothing less than a coup attempt. Do, do you still feel that way today? Well, I don't think, look, if, we, if, we, if, if, if the average American saw that on the evening news or heard on KCUR uh, that uh, you know, a mob had just attacked uh, the Capitol uh, uh, in uh, you know, Nairobi, Kenya, uh, we, would, we would come to the conclusion very quickly that there was a 
coup attempt, uh, and that the government uh, of of uh, Kenya uh, was uh, vulnerable to, to collapse, and this was an attempted coup. And uh, Steve, I have to also tell you that when you look at the poll numbers of people who uh, would argue uh, against what I just said, uh, is is chilling uh, that people. You know, have made a decision not based on evidence, but just made a decision based on their political affiliation that this was not a coup attempt. That that in some, in the minds of some, it was, you know, uh, a tour of the capital, uh, you know, a peaceful demonstration. Uh, it, it was not. That was an attempt to overthrow the government of, of the United States because at the same time, our contemporary uh, documents show that there were those who had offered up in writing uh, the plan mm -hmm. uh, for the president to recapture control of the United States government. That's not me talking. That's not uh, the Democratic National Committee. That's not the Las Vegas Raiders. We have that, that coming from the minds and mouths of people who were there. Congressman, you mentioned polls. There's a new poll out uh, just a day or two ago from the Associated Press. The poll found that a year after the deadly January 6th riots at the Capitol, only about four in 10 Republicans recall the attacks by supporters of President Trump as very violent or extremely violent. What do you make of that? Uh, well, first of all, it, it ought to give every uh, thoughtful thinking American uh, headache. Uh, but but look, the, the, the mind will, will never accept, the eyes and ears will never encounter. Um, and by that, I mean, we know what happened, but there's so much alternative information that the American public is, is uh, consuming. And they, and they will only consume the things that will uh, ratify what they already believe. And so, you know, that their eyes and, and, and ears will never, ever encounter, you know, reading some of the, the, the newspapers, most of the newspapers around the country. They will never uh, uh, hear uh, comments on, on, on national public radio. They will never uh, watch ABC, CBS, NBC. I mean, they'll never do that. And so what they're being told, and they are consuming it out of, I think, self-defense, uh, that um, nothing happened. And uh, if something happened, the Democrats uh, orchestrated it. Uh, I, I need to tell you one about one incident with me, but I was at an event where I spoke. I had uh, uh, two security guards, two members of the Kansas, Kansas police officers, uh, and one staffer who runs our independence office. And I had made a speech. During the speech, I, I said to the crowd, I said, we ought to uh, issue a prayer for uh, the, the men and women of the Capitol Hill uh, police right. uh, who fought off the, uh, the, the, the insurrectionists. When it was over, a woman walks up to me and she says, how dare you? And I said, I beg your pardon? And she said, you made my husband cry. And I have witnesses for this. You made my husband cry uh, because you know that there was nothing going on at the Capitol that would require uh, police to intervene. Hmm. And uh, you know, my, one of the police officers 
just gently grabbed me by the arm and, and, and moved me away. This is here in Kansas City. Hmm. And so, uh, you know, when with that kind of information out there that this woman has, it means that she has designed her uh, information uh, or the, the, the system of providing her information in a manner that was already in harmony with what she believed or what she would like to believe. That was U.S. Representative Emanuel Cleaver of Kansas City, Missouri, speaking to KCUR's Steve Kraske. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia Dean. This podcast was produced by Byron Love and Trevor Grandin and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. For more reporting on COVID-19 and the January 6th insurrection, visit kcur.org, where you can also hear a live stream of Kansas City's NPR station. On Monday, we'll take a look at what's in store for the Missouri and Kansas legislative sessions, which are beginning their work this month. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week. Thank you.